Hi everyone, welcome to Zenix English Podcast. How are you? Well, I have to start this lesson with an apology. Uh, did I just say a lesson? No, sorry. I wonder, has it happened here on the podcast? I don't think this is the first time. No, listeners, let me get this straight. This is not a lesson. No, this is an episode of the podcast. And uh, it's just a silly slip of the tongue here. And that sometimes happens. Sorry. And I have to say another sorry, unfortunately. And that's because this is the long-promised concluding episode of Taking the Delta series. No, I'm not apologizing for the fact that uh, you can listen to this episode now. Uh, actually, you are listening. Uh, I'm apologizing uh, for the fact that it is arriving so late. Uh, it, it shouldn't happen like that, right? Because it's a long-promised episode. And if you make a promise, well, you better keep your promise. And um, the sooner it happens, the better, because it makes your listeners happier. <clears throat> Again, uh, there was a good reason for it. I was taking my Module 1 exam. Yes, Module 1 exam, which is an inherent part of the Delta course. So... I was kind of preparing for it and uh, to be honest I had felt that I was slightly underestimating it if you know what I mean uh, I was very confident about paper one exam um, but I was very confident about the first part of the uh, module one exam which is called paper one and it's about it's all about the linguistics that's because uh, I, I took I had taken two mock exams and I always got a lot of points in that part really a lot of points well to be honest to balance it out a bit I did quite poorly in the second part in paper two which is dedicated to uh, methodology awareness and also to test and course book analysis or I, would, I should rather say analyses because that's the plural test and course book analyses um, the, uh, it's foreign plural so one analysis to analyses so yeah uh, I think I, I had been underestimating it and uh, that's never a good thing so how did I actually do well to be honest with you um, and I like to be honest with my listeners that's perhaps why I have already used this phrase in this episode of the podcast, three times. Um, yes, to be frank with you, actually, I won't know my result until sometime in February. That's that's kind of um, an anticlimax. Um, I can see I can see some familiarity with this. Uh, hasn't this happened before here? Yes, it has. But this time it actually makes sense because Cambridge needs some time to mark the papers. So that's kind of understandable, I guess. Uh, well, I hope I did okay. Uh, I, I hope I did enough to pass. Uh, I mean, seriously, this time, this is all I care for. I wonder if what I wrote in these two papers was enough. I think looking back at... Um, uh, looking back, uh, I should have probably studied harder, as I said. Uh, the reason I didn't was because um, I had been working quite hard lately. And as I said, um, 
I might have been uh, resting on laurels a little bit, underestimating the situation, feeling a bit complacent uh, because of my confidence regarding paper one, which was reinforced by my consistent result in these two mock tests. That's right. So, um, honestly, I don't know. In order to pass, you need to get 50%. That is at least 100 points out of 200 possible. Um, and in my mock exams, I always got about 115. So, so it seemed good enough. I mean, I don't, I don't need to have more. That's, that's not really necessary. I guess if I was uh, shooting for um, a merit or distinction, then I wouldn't uh, feel happy about these mock exam results. But, you know, I don't really care anymore. All I care for is if I pass or not. Um, the questions are very specific in, these, uh, in this exam. Very specific task types. Sometimes you just have to state the obvious. Um, it seems uh, silly to write something down because it's, you know, it's something that you would, you would expect some elaborate um, answer, some profound explanation or justification but sometimes you just have to write uh, something really obvious and that's all they want you to do so sometimes I had problems with wording uh, my answers well to justify uh, to justify uh, m anything that was necessary to justify and um, yeah and because the thing is with these tests you can justify um, your answer in one way and then deny it in, in, in your second answer. What, do, what am I talking about? Well, for example, when, let's say when you are uh, um, evaluating the tests, evaluating an efficiency of a test, which is part one of paper two, you can write that, that, that the test is really good test for this and that reason and then give a justification for it and then you can give pretty much the same justification and say that the, the test is really bad. So I, I guess you understand what I am saying. It really depends on the way you word it. And I haven't always been um, a very successful with these wordings because it really matters how you word it. Um, that's, that's right. But I, I didn't uh, struggle with, with paper one. That's because uh, my um, linguistic... Um, abilities are at, at, at a good level, I would say. And I try to do this to the best of my ability, of course. So let's hope, let's hope it all went well. Obviously, um, the most unpredictable and feared was task three of the paper two, which is referred to as the lucky dip, because you never know what you're gonna get there. Um, this is full of surprises, you know. And uh, this time it wasn't that bad, I thought. But on the other hand, uh, the linguistic part, there was something really, really strange. It didn't uh, cover any verbs or anything. And it focused on something that nobody expected. And that was um, the word to. And its different functions and meanings and uses. And yeah, really, really strange. But anyway... Uh, I just hope I got enough, okay? You see, I have to wait until February, as I said. Um, 
yeah, I would be really disappointed if I failed this. Yeah, I would. But it, it is not completely outside the realm of possibility. There is a chance that I could fail because, um, you know, the, the, previ the people who had marked uh, my mock, my two mock exams uh, might have had a different way of marking, even though this is quite unlikely. This is quite unlikely, but you never know. Until I see it black and white on paper, then I we may talk, okay? Um, yeah, I, I already kind of know that there were a, a couple of things that I messed up as well, so it doesn't make me feel uh, more certain about this, but, um, well, the exam took about three hours in total, and there was a 30-minute break between the two papers, so altogether... Uh, I spent in the exam room about four hours, which is um, <clears throat> hell of a lot. And uh, I don't have to do these things every day, to be honest with you. I would rather uh, do something more interesting. However, um, there was a certain element of excitement about this exam. I mean, it is interesting in a way. It's kind of, I don't know, it feels like, it feels like being back at uni, at the uni and taking taking the exams for me okay if i'm well prepared if i'm confident about about my uh, upcoming performance i sometimes actually sadistically do happen to enjoy uh, these exams uh, for some very inexplicable reason you know so um yeah um anyway that was just to explain what i've been to and it is actually well connected to the Delta. Uh, but this series has been about Module 2 course, which I took back in summer this year. Uh, so uh, in the previous episode, I promised that I would publish the interviews that I had recorded with other candidates from my course. And um, I have to say, I absolutely adored listening back to uh, what I recorded with my four friends. Can I say it this way? I adored. Well, I loved listening back to uh, these uh, interviews. And uh, of course, when I listen back to anything I record, I uh, try to edit it. But this time, I decided to keep the original thing in uh, without any editing, because I think it makes it more authentic. And yes, yes, again, there have been some mistakes I made in English. There have been some uh, moments of awkward silence. There have been some things that I wish I had said differently. Um, I wish I had been more fluent and stuff like that. But who cares? What the hell? This is what was recorded. Let's keep it authentic in this case. And um, so, uh, yeah. So uh, I think these interviews are wonderful. Yes. On the whole, they are amazing. But there is one thing in particular that um, I'm not happy about, that I'm not satisfied with regarding these interviews. And uh, yes, I do have to apologize to um, Damien and also Katya, um, the fourth person I interviewed. Uh, that's Katya from Peru. Uh, in particular, I have to apologize to her for kind of um, interrupting her when she spoke and just trying to cut in all the time. 
I don't know why I did that, Katya, and uh, also Damien, but I think it has to do with the it has to do with the amount of stress that I had been that I had been through during the course, and I just needed an outlet. I just needed um, a place to express my emotions, and I was really full of emotions. So so were you, of course. I know, but. Um, yeah, it was a bit unprofessional of me, to be honest with you. I shouldn't have um, cut you in on so much. Um, I still have a lot to learn as an interviewer and podcaster. And perhaps maybe this is a feature of my personality in real life, which, which I'm not happy about. But that's the good thing about this podcast, you see, because it gives me a chance to reflect on uh, on my own English and not just the English, but... And not, not just English, but uh, my overall ability to express myself and uh, uh, my ability to take part in a conversation. And in this case, I thought uh, I was kind of failing there. Anyway, uh, please accept my humble apology, Damien and Katya. That, it is strange that the other two interviewees did not let me um, do that to them. But these two in particular, I thought... Uh, I was sometimes interrupting. And it's not nice. It's never nice. Please do not take uh, inspiration from this, listeners. Um, this should serve as, um, as a negative example. And I think sometimes negative examples are not bad either. And, you know, I, I didn't do it um, intentionally. It was just um, unconscious, I guess. I don't know. Well, next time I, I have to uh, be really careful about this. Uh, it's not nice and it's not professional. Um, so how are you anyway, Damien and Katya, and also Sanki and Manny? How are you guys? Um, I hope you're okay. I wonder, did you all take Module 1 exam? I know Manny did, but I don't know about... Uh, yeah, I think Damien did as well. I don't know about Katya and Sanki though. So I hope um, I hope you tell me. I need to contact you as soon as this episode is published so that you can revisit this perhaps slightly traumatizing but certainly important life memory. I have to tell you about this and force you to listen to it. No, I'm not going to force you, don't worry. I will not make you listen to this. It's really up to you. I mean, you can, of course, and I think it might be interesting for you, but um, I'll leave this up to you because that's, that's only fair. To do that, right? So, I think I have talked for enough. This introduction is uh, kind of dragging on. So, without further ado, I present you um, a tough guy, Damien from New Zealand, living in Russia, a globe trotter and uh, a great English speaker, Manny from Brazil, ever positive Sanki from England, and uh, last but not the least. Charming Katya from Peru. Enjoy this episode of the podcast. This should be the cream of the crop, the icing on the cake, and a wonderful way to conclude this series. Have fun. So, hi, listeners. This is uh, another mini episode of the series with uh, my Delta colleagues. 
Uh, I've got Damien with me here today. Hello. Hel- hello, Damien. Hello, everyone. So who is Damien? Uh, a New Zealand teacher. Uh, come over here to Prague from Russia, where I'm based. Um, been teaching a fair few years. Started this racket in 98. What was it? 98. So you started this what? This racket. Racket? Yeah. Okay, what, what does it mean? Racket. Uh, this racket, in this, this context. This operation. This, oh, this operation. This okay, fair enough. Started this, this gig <laughs> uh, almost 20 years ago now when I finished university. Uh-huh. How do you feel about this particular gig? The one we, we are... In this a, Delta course. We, we are into our last days of it, aren't we? It's, it's only one day to go, basically, and we have already... Uh, been through the hardest thing, right? Yes, definitely. We it, have taught the last assessed lesson, so... It was an incredibly hard course. Um, Did you expect it would be as hard as this? No, to be honest, I you didn't. You see, neither did I. I didn't, I didn't realise the degree to which the written element was going to... was going to tax me you know yeah. it, it was it was incredibly difficult yeah. to get the work mm-hmm. formally presented mm-hmm. so we had to write like how many how many i don't i don't well, even know it was it was approximately <sighs> between five and six thousand words five and six thousand words per LSA, per LSA so it was four times this yeah approximately four, four times this amount Oh, this was horrible. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I I'm, glad, very, I'm glad it's over. I yeah. found it very interesting. I found the input sessions very stimulating. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I realised just how little I know about some elements of teaching, and yeah. which is good, in, of in, course, in some way, but of bad course. in other. <laughs> um, but as a colleague of mine who had also done the Delta last year, I okay. believe said that overall the course left him with a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that many answers. Okay. And it is true, because the input sessions, the tutors here, mm-hmm. have lit a little, a little sort of light. Um, a light's gone on in my head, which says, aha, that's an interesting point, but I don't know nearly enough about it. Mm-hmm. To be able to, to cooperate. To, yeah, to comment meaningfully on various yeah. elements. I had of, the same you know, problem and also my affective filter here was on. That's that's my observation I made um, about myself after this course. My affective filter was on. I couldn't focus, I couldn't concentrate, I was anxious and this wasn't me. And it's because it, it's because what you're basically saying. A lot of things here were very difficult. It was high level High level. Um, it's master's level. That's yeah. what they say. Well, I, I have got my master's yeah. and I still found it difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe because I think it's because of the fact that there were so many native speakers around me. And I had to focus so much. Everybody was speaking so fast, you know, and it was okay. a lot of abstractness about it as well. And, and obviously, I mean, I've got a lot of experience. I, I, I know a lot of native speakers, but this is just too many of them who were very, very smart. In one room, and you, and you are supposed to mm-hmm. perform, you know, yeah. and it just doesn't happen for me. I didn't feel like I contributed enough, and and hmm. I, I, I'm not I'm not like disappointed. I'm just saying it as a fact. 
I, I didn't expect it. That's yeah, another thing. Yeah. I, I, I expected that I would do that. This would be um, easier, easier thing. Yeah. I, I was well, in, I they was did try to warn us at the beginning of the course, but yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised by just how. Uh, I don't want to say I don't want to give a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not all pedantic, negative, yeah. but. It's very particular. It is, yeah. Cambridge requirements are very particular. You have to tick all the boxes. Yeah. Yes. And that your criteria are... In some ways, I also thought that the topics covered were not always open to debate. Oh, okay. In some, in some small areas... So you, areas, you feel like it was dogmatic <sighs> a bit at times. There were elements, there elements of, of it, it that mm. obviously we were not meant to... Well, well you remember me from some input sessions when I was trying to argue about some grammar points. Uh, I don't really want to go into this on, no. on, 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 on this podcast, but I, I see what you mean, basically. So it is very much a case of understanding the requirements, and as you said, ticking boxes. Yep. There are hoops that Cambridge says you have uh-huh. to jump through, and, and you have to jump through them. Yep. If you don't... And, will fail. and it is interesting that some people, and it's not only about your IQ or your no. knowledge, and some people found it easier to conform to yeah. these, to these, and some people found it harder. Yeah. I, I almost feel like as if I was one of those that find it a bit harder, mm. that found it a Likewise. bit harder. I'm an iconoclast by I, I, nature. I like, I like to improvise. I, I like to be. I like to be funny in my. I like lessons. to play devil's advocate. Me I too. Like to question I, I like to. I like to go off the tangent in my lessons. Mm-hmm. Makes it interesting. But yep. here, you, you, you're not supposed to do this. No, if you, you do this, it leads to your downfall. So Therefore, this was not really cut out for me. However, however, I think I think after certain failures here, I, I learned my lesson in a way, and tried tried to just do my best to in order to. Mm-hmm. to finish this course. Oh, yeah. 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 Overall, but, overall uh, the course yeah. has been helpful. The course it has, has been, been very interesting. Um, but tough at it's the same still, time. You could argue that the course is still only half done because we now have to take away yeah. everything that we got. All of my notes, they need to be written up again. Basically, um, basically, this was only the module two, so we've got two more modules to do. However, it's, this, yeah, this was the hardest one. What I mean for is sure. that your understanding of module two now is still only half formed. Well, the question is how you much have to reflect on it yeah, and you I have know. to analyze but it. Do you re- are you really going to do this? I'm going to do my best to. I've paid, yeah. Yeah. you know, I paid for the course. Uh, okay. I've completed the course. Okay, it would be very be- wasteful because some, yeah, you're to right. not go back and review. Yeah, but some and of it is very the theoretical notes. and maybe not always helpful. I would say, you know, like some things are useful for sure, but. But even theory, you cannot deconstruct a theory if you don't understand it thoroughly in the first place. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to, in a leisurely manner, mm-hmm. going over the notes, okay. writing them out again in a slightly fuller mm-hmm. um, format. I guess I'll try and digitalize them so I've got a, a copy always and not carrying around a folder. Well, you seem to be a very committed teacher then. <laughs> oh, How did you get into teaching, by the way? Tell us about it. Did you always knew you wanted to be a teacher? uh, No, but uh, some of it was actually due to a process of elimination. 
Mm-hmm. What didn't I want to do? <laughs> so what didn't you want to do? I didn't want to sit in an office okay. all day. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to work with computers. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to work with people. Okay. I wanted the opportunity to travel. Uh-huh. And so this seems to be an yeah, ideal job. Yeah, the job. Yeah, for someone like you. The job fitted nicely mm-hmm. along with those ambitions. You know, I'm a New Zealander. So you're a New Zealander. Let, let, let our... Let Let our listeners hear again <laughs> who you are. So you are a New Zealander. So, I'm a New Zealander. So we sometimes nickname Kiwis. people from yeah. New Zealand Kiwis, right? So you're um, a Kiwi. So it's, yeah, a not small, the bird, obviously, not the fruit. A, sm- <laughs> <laughs> a small country, okay. which means that I'm sure most, most there's of a lot of desire to leave and travel and see some of the world. But a yeah. lot of people want to go actually to your place because it seems to be so appealing. Like everybody knows the the country from from the Lord of the Rings and you know seems to be so romantic and you have a lot of different Maybe landscapes there and but there's a big difference between a month's holiday sure. sightseeing and living, and living there and living. forever I think in a country the, of you know you imagine yeah. you imagine never leaving the Czech Republic yeah. and even that is twice the size. I think it's the same for everyone, and it depends on what kind of person we are. If you, maybe, if you, maybe if some people. Are, yeah, some people. Are some people like to stay in in one village for the rest of their life, and they're happy about it. Yeah, I guess I'm not. Yeah, um, so, so, so wait, traveling was always an important yeah. element there. So hang on a minute. So you have got uh, a Russian wife, don't you? Ah, uh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, we were married just this, just before the Delta oh, course. Congratulations! Like, really? Yep. Oh, wow, I didn't um, know that. I, I knew no. she was your wife, but you never told me that. Uh, the, the, the first, <laughs> was it just to make sure that you don't do The first you don't week do of Delta Course was actually part of the honeymoon. Oh, I don't know, maybe <laughs> you're strange joking, honeymoon. Uh, is this, is this New, Zealand, New Zealand humor? Or is no. This, is this really true? Yeah. So you got married. Did you do it because your wife was scared that you would do some strange business here during the Delta? <laughs> No, no. Just to, to make so. sure, just to make sure everything is fine, because uh, there is commitment now. Oh yeah, no, there always <laughs> has been. We've been we've been together for what That's three right. years. I'm just joking. So uh, no, it's just a logical step. You know, we we are looking to relocate mm-hmm. uh, into the EU at some stage. Okay, uh, we've got our into own. the EU while it still exists. Okay. <sighs> while my British passport will allow us All right. to uh, relocate there, you might so as well do it fast. Then we got two years, I believe, after <laughs> uh-huh. this Brexit. Yeah. Um, so getting married is is, is a requirement for mm-hmm. visa issues, etc. Mm-hmm. But okay. it was also, you know, it was a yeah, just it was, why not? <laughs> it was a lifestyle stage that mm-hmm. we had reached. So uh, you very know, nice. That was logical. Um, very nice. Very nice. Formalities so, for visas were mm-hmm. also a consideration. Yeah. Very nice. So whereabouts do you live in Russia? Because I may have some Russian listeners. Okay, and it's a big uh, place, obviously. So, Tumenskaya Oblast is one of the biggest oblast or region. What other people might call states or regions. Oh, okay. uh, it is in western Siberia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about six hundred kilometers. Tumen city, uh, where we live, is about six hundred kilometers east mm-hmm. of Ekaterinburg. Nice. So. So those those who, who understand geography now know where it is. Yeah, just north of. I will pretend that north I'm... of Kazakhstan. <laughs> okay. And east of Ekaterinburg. That helps, I think. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting place to live. Um, 
it's it's only a small town of about mm-hmm. three quarters of a million, um, but for now it's you know it's a nice enough place. I've got a good job. I've you know got a happy family. Nice. And, and now you safe. probably have Delta as well. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Because we don't know yet, do we? <laughs> we won't find that. We, until we October. will find out two mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. after two months. Well, thank you very much, Damien. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. That's all right. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for inviting me. And, and best of luck to both of us and everyone else who's <laughs> attempting the Delta. Uh, it's very worthwhile, but be but, warned, yeah. there is a lot to do. Think about it twice. Uh-huh. No, go on, do it. It's worthwhile, but it isn't easy. It isn't, for sure. Bye. Hello everyone, uh, I'm recording the second episode of a mini-series with my Delta colleagues and this time I've got Manny here with me. Hello Manny, how are you? I'm, I'm good mate, thanks, how are you? I'm great, I mean... Yeah, even better now that we've finished all the coursework. Well, so definitely, definitely, that's the main thing. So liberate, it? yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. my god, two, two months of, of madness. <laughs> It was intense, wasn't it? It's an under- it's crazy, under- understatement. Yeah? It's yeah. it's one of the craziest and most difficult things I have ever done. Yeah, same here. Mm. Yeah, and well, we are not we're not one of the youngest people in this world. So I mean, we have been through some shit in our life, haven't we? And yeah. so you still yeah. sometimes get surprises like this. Yes, absolutely. Isn't, isn't the world wonderful sometimes, Manny? It is. Yes. All right. So mm. um, we are sitting. In a children's playground, yeah, because we wanted to find a nice, nice place in the shade. It's a hot day today, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so keep in contact with nature, soaking up the sun a bit, because it's a beautiful day in Prague. Yeah, mm. it's actually quite nice not to be not to be sitting in a in a classroom. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for a change. Exactly. Okay, we we also have uh, Czech beer here with us. Um, we are enjoying that as well. And where were we? Well, I would like to ask you, Manny, about yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something about yourself. So you're from Brazil, aren't you? Exactly. I am uh-huh. from the coast of São Paulo. And I've lived in Brazil up until I was uh, twen- um, 29. Uh, so, which means I've been living abroad for three and a half years now. Okay. And I went to Australia first, and I was uh, uh, I was studying business and marketing there, like a kind of a vocational course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I stayed there for like fourteen months, mm-hmm. and then I got my working holiday visa in New Zealand, and I went to New Zealand and did some work there as well. Okay, what did you do there? Um, so in Australia. So I did the CELTA because I wanted to have an experience of teaching abroad. Wait a minute, you did CELTA in, in Australia? No, no, uh, my CELTA was, I did it five years ago, okay. back in Brazil. All right. Even though I started teaching about ten years ago, uh, mm-hmm. it's been... Well, you do have a master's in... No, in... not yet. No. Oh, not yet? I thought no. you have a master's. No, no, really, because when I started working, I... I I worked in a public school in Brazil oh, okay. for a year, and then I had some more experience with in, in a language academies. So I worked for. So how did you get the no, all the knowledge? 
Are you just naturally someone who likes no, to read books? No, I studied uh, English at uni, oh. English and Portuguese. So you did study? I, yeah, but I, I haven't got a master's yet. Oh, okay. So you have so well, a, a bachelor's, bachelor's degree, degree. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine, right. That's fine. Good enough. So, yeah, it, 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 because at some point I just decided I wanted to have work solid, work experience. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I've, I've, as some people could see during the course... I've got poor organizational skills. Like I'm not the most organized person in the world, well, and um, I I still find it quite hard to juggle uh, studies with work. So that's one of the reasons why I came here for this course. Okay. Just because to, exactly because I know I'd, I'd, I'd be immersed in it, so there was no excuse whatsoever. Okay. Like well. oh, I'm too busy with work, and I won't. You did uh, a lot of work here. I'll tell you that. Mm. Yeah, I did my best, man. I don't know. We still don't know if we passed or not. We don't, do we? We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna. We hope so, but we're well. gonna find out about the results in a couple of months' time. Which is a bit hopefully. frustrating. Yeah. At the same time, if if it went badly, this last one, it would probably spoil the end of the course for us a little bit. It was a bit of an anticlimax, wasn't it? Because everybody was tired, yeah. and this last lesson and you know was, nothing. Like it's really was really really important. So you yeah. need to pass, otherwise yeah. Yeah. you won't get your certificate. So yeah, it's yeah. really it puts a lot of extra pressure, pressure on, on everyone. You, yeah. Also, you don't know the assessors. Yeah, you don't know. No, that wasn't so much of a problem in the end because they were really friendly people. But I well, guess they it was were, more. But it's just. I don't know. I guess it was more they, about... They build it up. They are telling you, like, there's somebody important yeah. is going to come and they build build the tension up. So it's like... I guess it was more of a case of, uh, like, you and your lesson. Mm -hmm. like, and the last is one. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and as I told you before, uh, the recording here, I was less than satisfied with my mm -hmm. lesson. I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, to be mm -hmm. honest. Well. So I don't know if I passed and I wrote... I think I wrote a good self-evaluation. Mm -hmm. that, so, could, that could swing, swing yes, this. Swing exactly, the as it happened before. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I was uh, just digressing here. Uh, so as I told you, I went to Australia and I had a Brazilian friend mm -hmm. who happened to work in a language school okay. there. And so she said, oh, you have a CELTA, like you've got experience mm -hmm. and all stuff. Would you like to just give it a go? See if you can start yep. doing some relief work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So then I sent my CV in, mm -hmm. and they, they called me for an interview, and kind of two weeks after that, I taught my very first lesson <laughs> there, and it was a bunch of Chinese oh. students, and they were uh, they were studying EAP, mm -hmm. but they were really just low let's level. Just, let's just allow listeners, EAP is English for special purposes. For academic purposes, oh, yeah, for that's academic right. Purposes, yeah. And, yeah, because they want to get to the necessary level of English to be able to study yep. in an Australian university. That's mm -hmm. why they attend those courses. Yep, and I they pay <laughs> a lot for that, mm -hmm. <laughs> by the way. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I, I taught that lesson. I thought it had been a complete disaster. <laughs> and they would never, ever call me to work again. But it turns out that it, it, was, it was really successful. And then I got to work more and more for them. Then I got mm -hmm. work in another school and I, I also taught Portuguese oh, okay. because uh, through a company because uh, a lot of Australians Australia is a reasonably big country so there is a demand for foreign languages yeah. and for example if they want to communicate if they have a Brazilian partner mm -hmm. or a Portuguese partner and yeah. they want to communicate 
with their partners' families, they need to learn some basics of Portuguese. Yeah, they're not so, so many Portuguese why, teachers there. Exactly. So, so I, I did some. Niche. Yeah, I, I did that as well, and I really enjoyed it. I, I'm looking forward to teaching my own my my mother tongue mm -hmm. again because I've been out of touch the, like for the past two years time but I, I do want to, to get back into that mm -hmm. and and then after that it was like it, it was I could get my foot in the door by myself like I went to New Zealand and mm -hmm. then I printed out 50 CVs went door to door just say okay can you pass this on to your director of studies as I've got experience in Australia and all that so that's how I got my jobs mm -hmm. in New Zealand as well mm -hmm. Even though I had other jobs, I worked in a kiwi fruit orchard as well. Okay. Not picking, but doing <laughs> other, like, related to kiwi fruit jobs. Really? Uh, yeah. It was, I didn't like it very much, to be honest. Okay. Uh, it, it was a job. Uh -huh. um, I also worked two days as a freight handler. So that... So what does, what exactly does this involve? Okay. So it... It's kind of like in the airport, they have this area in which, uh, like, it's the post office and they carry goods throughout the country by plane. Yeah. So, New Zealand, as everyone knows, has got two big islands, the North Island and the South Island. Uh -huh. And my job was to pretty much pile those boxes okay. onto a conveyor belt. Uh-huh. And you see, I and wouldn't then they mind doing that right now. And then they I, would I get shipped to all places in New Zealand. And they, there were two conveyor belts. And then uh, you just had to make sure where the city was yeah. so that you put in the right belt, if it was North yeah. or South Island, and off the boxes went. You, you see, as and much as this sounds very boring and mundane, yeah. after this, these two months, I wouldn't mind doing something like this for yeah, a while. The you see what is, I mean? No, I think if you've got the physical uh, ability, like if you're if you're strong and you can do that, like which is not the case with me at the moment. I'm not really fit. Mm -hmm. uh, I my back was just ruined after oh, really? two days, and I had to give up. And it was in Christchurch as well, and I I didn't like the city, mm -hmm. so. And and then after that I went to the Kiwi Fruit, and after that I went back to Auckland because I got the best job of my life ever at IH Auckland. Believe it or not, you what? At IH International House Auckland. Okay. And for some reason they needed a teacher, and they had my CV on file, and they called me up, and it turns out it turned out to be the best thing I've ever done. Nice. It was just brilliant because I I love Kiwi people. They're just so friendly they just uh -huh. go out of their way to help you they are really? welcoming warm so you they just i just love the people so why did you yeah. come back why did you come to europe then well so i have so sidetracking a bit more now <laughs> i uh after i left australia i went back to brazil for two or three months to get my portuguese passport mm -hmm. is actually i uh, so it's recent i've been a European citizen for about uh, two years now, mm -hmm. and before that I wasn't. And I got through, I got that through my grandparents and my father. When my father got his, then I, I could apply for mine, mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why I got back after my Australian visa ran out. 
and and then I went to New Zealand because I had the working holiday visa and that would be pretty much my only opportunity of going to New Zealand and being able to work at the same time I was traveling because New Zealand's really expensive and far away mm -hmm. so flights are expensive food's expensive so I don't really think I'd be able to be there without having the chance to work mm -hmm. to cover up my my living sure. costs yep. so that would be a once in a lifetime opportunity so I just I just took the plunge nice and I had some really I had tough moments I had at the beginning um, I did jobs that I didn't like, and then IH Auckland came. However, there was a coming back to your question. Mm -hmm. I I had a three month constraint on my visa that only allowed me to work for that amount of time for the same employer. Okay. And they wouldn't give me a visa. I mean, they wouldn't pretty much give visas to anyone because it's mm -hmm. not. Um, a, a profession that is in the skilled occupation list oh, and when on top of that there were Kiwi teachers locals mm -hmm. who had been working there also as relief teachers so they didn't have a contract mm -hmm. who had been working there for longer than I did that wouldn't get hired anyway mm -hmm. so that's that's a unfortunately that's a characteristic of the the teaching market mm -hmm. uh, in, in New Zealand in and New I think Zealand, in Australia yeah. is the it's pretty much the same. Okay. So it's it's difficult for them to hire someone. I think you yep. need to really have something special. Like I I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So in the end, I had to hit the hit the road mm -hmm. after those three months, and then I did a bit of traveling, which the South Island. It was beautiful, mm -hmm. and then as I had my Portuguese passport, I just decided that it could be a good time to go and 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 try you know try something in Europe because at least I wouldn't have the visa constraints yeah. so I've got a passport I have I'm eligible to work anywhere in the EU so that's what I had in mind when mm -hmm. I when I made the move to Europe mm -hmm. and that was in by the end of uh, the beginning of June last year so last I've been year. living here for one year and two months one now well, and then two months you kind of spent here in the Czech Republic right? exactly yeah and and, so. and nearly three months in Ireland mm. oh yeah that as well yeah I chose I don't know I chose to go to Ireland because um, there would be an maybe I thought since I have the experience from from Australia and New mm -hmm. Zealand I'd be able to have a chance in Ireland that's why I went there and it turns out that I got a job at International House Dublin for oh. the summer. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I am uh, an international house boy. Wow. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a, a strike of international house jobs. Anyway, <laughs> so that was that was really nice. And but uh, the, there wouldn't be any guarantees of getting long-term employment mm -hmm. because it it works on on it just depends on the numbers. Mm -hmm. Just depends how it goes. And they, I, I, I remember that in July it was absolutely crazy. At one point we had like over 35 classes running at the same time. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Can you imagine the no. teacher's room completely packed with people crazy photocopying and going over plans and stuff. That was just, it was crazy. Oh. Yeah. 
but but it was it was interesting to see, but very different to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand was way more relaxed and and mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, it's just different. Uh, yeah. So it seems like you've got a lot of experience, and now and you, then you did I your just, Delta. Do you think? Oh, sorry. Sorry, there's uh, finishing the international house storyline. <laughs> it's never-ending story. This yes, one. it is because <laughs> I've been places. I'm looking and at the bat- battery of my laptop as well. Okay, sorry. All right, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. And then I, I got a job in Spain. Like he cropped up a job, in also in an international house uh, school. Mm. It's called La Cunfa, and it's a school in the Basque country. And uh, the job just cropped up, and it's a new school, new unit, a new branch. Okay. And we opened up last year, and then this year I'm, I'm going to go back there to teach again. So mm-hmm. it'll be my second academic year. Nice. And then after that I still don't know what to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, seems like you like to travel around a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do, but I kind of want to find a place to settle down at oh, the okay. same time. So, do you know where, or is it still up, uh, up in the air? I, you know the saying, like, home is where your heart is. Mm-hmm. So I think my heart's in Australia, because okay. I've never seen such an incredible... Well, I, 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 think, I think you've you made know. the right move by, yeah. by um, doing your Delta. Mm. I think that is quite a qualifi- respected qualification, I believe so. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hope so anyway. Yeah, it was... It was I th- anyway, I think it's a good investment anyway. Yes, it is. And it just opens up more doors, you know, mm-hmm. because you, you... It really looks good on the CV, doesn't it? Yeah, and also it allows you to um, get you through in the door in, in areas that are not strictly related to teaching. Like, I've got a... a I've got an interest in teacher development and okay. in observation and, and you know that that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And if I don't have either a master's or a delta, yep. I won't get to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Logically. On top of that being a known native that's that's another disadvantage. Okay. So uh like if the the question is I don't really know whether this will result in anything but it definitely increase in, increases well, the chances. You, you you have to increase the odds, you know. Course, that's what yeah. can you do. That's if what you I did as well, Manny. <laughs> yeah, if you don't invest in yourself, if yeah. you don't care about yeah. your personal development, who else is going to care? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so absolutely. I... It was the right move. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet wonderful people here, just people from so many different countries and backgrounds right. and, and different teaching experiences it was it was mm-hmm. really nice i yeah, i, I yeah, liked I agree, it I agree. yeah it was really interesting yeah and yet a lot of my brain cells died here <laughs> oh i like i looked at myself in the mirror and just it's unbelievable the amount of white hair that i've grown like it's mm-hmm. i i didn't have this so oh, yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. see now because we are in the sun, but yeah, I can see it though, listeners. I can describe it to you. It's uh, it's really white. It's really bad. And yeah, it's yeah. like I've aged five years in two months. You know. Yeah. So just because it 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 wrecks your brain, like you it just does, need yeah, to think about each and every move you're making. Yeah. And, uh, and for me, being quite an emotional person, yeah, this was a tough experience. Yeah. But at least you have the like you have the advantage that you are an organized person. You actually finish. Sorry, you actually finish things ahead of time. That's what you think. 
maybe compared to you, maybe I am. Yes, I and am. That is a scale of, or, or being, of being organized. Yes. So that is a scale. And I, I would, I would actually think that I, I, I would actually think that I'm one of those who is less organized. You know, but um, well, apparently there are even less organized people than me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't who knows? know. I, mean, I don't know. I just think too much, and because I studied like some of these books that we had to. Yeah. Um, go through in the course I read them like 10 years ago at uni oh okay so and after I started working as I said like as you've noticed mm-hmm. it's been a, it's like this roller coaster way of life yeah. you know so you kind of like you really need to make like go the extra mile and see you know take the time to study which I, I, I'm not that self-disciplined mm-hmm. and that's something But I'm aware that I need to change about myself yeah You know. But many, I, I want to tell you something. I really, I really admire your English. I really do. And I would like to ask you, like, how how you learned your English to, to this point? How you got to up to this point where you can throw in so many good idioms when you speak? Okay. I notice. I notice that that's what what you do a lot. No, you're being very kind because no, I'm, actually, I'm, 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 being, I'm being. I think I've been better in just it's just because I'm I'm tired, so the words get muddled up and everything. <laughs> But well, your idi- idiomatic English, in particular, I, th- I think is quite, quite. quite uh, thanks for that. Quite it's, good. At a, at a yeah, level. it's it's because I. Tell me how. how yeah, so I I I've been living as I said I lived in Brazil for twenty uh, eight years mm-hmm. of my life, and then I said I said to myself, I I've always wanted to go out mm-hmm. and see the world, mm-hmm. and talk to different people, and yes. put my knowledge in, into practice yeah. that's what I always wanted to do and at the moment I had that opportunity I just uh, it's just crazy like when you go to live abroad mm-hmm. you have no clue yeah. what's gonna happen since that moment you mm-hmm. sit on the plane and you you've got no idea whatsoever what changes in your mind when you're But you know, in your mindset and all end, that, it enriches you so much. I, I've been through this myself, but I was, yeah, because you lived I was in very England, young, that's I right. was very young. It, I was yeah. 22. Uh, but now you can, you can go abroad again. I have again to because, because I feel I need it. You see? Yeah. I need to get my confidence back when it comes to speaking English. Yeah. So when I I, I said to myself like I'm I'm an English teacher, but I haven't had the experience or even traveling mm. to an English speaking country. I, I mean, I've been to England, but for yeah. like just for a weekend for, or so. And I I used English in my first trip to Europe, which was yeah. well six years ago. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I just mm-hmm. felt a gap. So was it the three between my my passive knowledge yeah. and what I needed yeah. to fully operate as a teacher? Like mm-hmm. I, I just felt the need of going out and and and, and put my skills into practice. That's yeah. what as I told you. So then I went to Australia. It had always been my dream. Mm-hmm. live and, and and trying to find some work there mm-hmm. and I think that improved my one thing that I think it helped a lot was I think my listening oh, okay. got so much better because okay. especially in, in countries like Australia and New Zealand who are very very multicultural mm-hmm. you get exposed to, to a to range look. of accents yeah, I see. and you have to go the extra mile to understand people because it's yeah. not It's not easy, and it's not—it's not American or British English mm-hmm. that we are quite used to listening to. It's—it's yeah. it's a whole 
different uh, range of, of, of you know of language and, and accents and all that. Mean, yeah. yeah, and so I think my my listening improved so much, mm. and as a consequence of that, I think the speaking came out more more you no know, more fluent mm -hmm. more fluently easily. You know. Yeah. So I. Well. I guess, and that's priceless. That's there's no, no money can so, buy so, that. So it's it's a it's it's a piece of advice for the listeners. Whoever wants to improve their English, the best way to do it is just going abroad. Absolutely, no. If it's you not can, rocket science, is it? Yeah, no. And I, I think for Brazilians nowadays, that's a, a real possibility. I think it's it's more affordable than it used to be when I was in my teens. Hmm. So a lot of people. Uh, in their late twenties or, or a late teens, sorry, early twenties or late teens, mm. can travel abroad and and learn a language from scratch, even from scratch. Mm -hmm. Even though I think it's better to have some knowledge of the the language, like say intermediate yeah. level, so that you can really set the bar high and just really, you know, make it's, the most of your yeah, experience. Make, make, make the most of it. But I think that's that's what we've been talking about. I think if you want to become a better listener you if you want I'm sorry if you want to become a better speaker you have to work on your listening yeah. and if you want to become a better writer yeah. you need to read a lot yeah so. it's it's all it's all interconnected i'm really yeah. sorry manny oh but i'm i'm afraid we have to finish this recording now because my my laptop is running out of battery but okay. it's been it's been really a pleasure having you on the podcast yeah. you're a very talkative dude and <laughs> I, i i appreciate that because most of the time it's me talking Yeah. But with you, it's it's very easy. I don't have to do much. <laughs> no, it's just it just flows you're na naturally. You're, you're, natu you you're naturally a talker, it. aren't you? <laughs> I am. Yeah. But it's good. That's good. Yeah, I Because need. Uh, I uh, so I need. Sometimes I talk a little bit too much in the classroom when I don't give proper oh, instructions. Oh, I see. Your teacher talking time is too high. No, it, it usually isn't. The, in my experimental practice, it was only six minutes. Oh. So that was good. Okay, but, anyway, yes. anyway, so unfortunately... But, uh, th thank you so much for having me, Dan. Oh, that's a pleasure. It was a pleasure and privilege. And I think there is homework for our listeners to write down all the idioms that many taught you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright? Okay. Right. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Alright, I'm sitting here with Sanki, another participant of, of the Delta course. My friend Sanki. Hello, Sanki. Hello, Stenjak. How is it going? I'm enjoying the sunshine how, how at the minute. Lovely. We both are. We're sitting on a bench outside a metro station. And it's it's a good feeling after after everything, right? Sense of relief after all the hard work. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> Certainly intense. But I, hey, they thought <laughs> it an intensive course, so what do we expect? Yes. In the end, we managed to pull through it. And... Well, I thought I thought it 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 would be unimaginable to not to have your voice on this podcast because I considered you one of the one of the strong personalities of of the whole course. Uh, like I kind <laughs> of turned to you for advice and um there were a couple of occasions when I needed you to record uh, yeah. context for yeah, my for my language like listening yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going to I'm going to play this to my listeners if you don't mind as well just to give them a taste of what we did. Okay, that's oh, no problem. Um, so, um, oh, Sanki, maybe we should introduce yourself to our to our listeners. So, obviously, um, as as they can judge 
by your accent you're British man, aren't you? Yes, I'm a British man, <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know what else you want me to say about myself, really. I've, I've been <laughs> well, teaching for, I don't know, 15 years or something. But you're also bilingual, aren't you? You're, you're half Dutch, aren't I'm you? I'm half Dutch, and I speak Dutch uh, to my children. Yeah. You do? You do? Oh, you have well, no, uh, my wife speaks Dutch to them, and I speak English to them. Oh, okay, nice. So can you tell us something in Dutch? We might have some du- Dutch listeners, so just to, just just to give them evidence that <laughs> you're not okay. lying. Um, Goedendag iedereen. Ik hoop dat jullie het fijn hebben en uh, dat jullie veel leesplezier hebben aan wat wij samen zeggen. Okay, so- sounds legitimate. I, I mean, I don't, I didn't understand a single thing, but <laughs> it sounded to me as as a foreign language, possibly uh, ger- of Germanic origin. So hopefully. This was correct. <laughs> if you, if you are um, from Holland, uh, from the Netherlands, listeners, could you please send me an email or just uh, um, post a comment in in our Facebook group saying that this is really Dutch, just to just to prove it. <laughs> I don't know with Sanki. He is a joker sometimes. He likes to he likes to make jokes, right? Yeah, I think you've got to take life on the. You can't be too serious about life. Yeah. Especially when doing Delta. <laughs> well, you, without a personality, without a sense of humor, I think the Delta is a challenging undertaking. Yeah, but Sanki, tell me. I mean, this was really intense, intense, intensive, whatever. Uh, very emotional for me personally. How did you? I lost my sense of humor completely. I have to say. How did you do it that you managed to rise above everything? What's what's your secret? What's your recipe? <laughs> I don't know, I suppose two things really. To to focus on the moment and to be organized with, with my time. So a lot of people were coming in after having had very little sleep on nights that essays needed to be handed in. And there wasn't any time in the course where I was working after 11 o'clock at night hmm. or before 8 yeah. o'clock in the morning. So I think it's a question for me of, of working in balance and being organized about my time. Yeah. And knowing that the course must be humanly possible because people have done it before. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's a perfect attitude. I think it could be it would be used as as some kind of ad, advertising slogan for uh, Cambridge. You know, I I <laughs> think you know it, it would work, <laughs> and it would actually encourage people to do the Delta. <laughs> because when we had our interviews, I don't know how about you, but they were telling me that it's bloody hard, and I should get ready for lot of work and it's not easy to do and it's so many words they were basically discouraging me <laughs> it's telling me not to yeah, do it I thought you weren't easily discouraged Stenek ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, well <laughs> I'm a competitive man I, I said to myself you have to do this you no matter it, no yeah. matter what <laughs> and um, well we don't know yet do we because I think after all the other lessons you've got a good idea I think if you've got a good feeling about your last mm-hmm. lesson there's no logical reason why Well I'm going to publish this before I get the results it would be really ridiculous <laughs> to publish this like saying I passed and then get get the result showing me that I actually failed but anyway I still I, I'm still kind of positive about this if it yeah. doesn't happen well what can I do we do it <laughs> Yeah <laughs> we re, we just re- LSA 5 here LSA, we go <laughs> Yeah LSA what is LSA language system Assignment. Oh, no, assignment. Language yeah, system yeah. assignment. So this was. And like what did you like to call those during the course, Dinik? Uh LSDs. <laughs> LSDs, yes. 
<laughs> we always heard Sternick talking about LSDs. Yeah. And uh, we, we think that this was one of his coping strategies, not really, though. That happened at the beginning of the course, yeah. when I still had some sense of humour. Yeah. <laughs> at what point did you lose your sense of humour, would you say? By the, by, the, by the start of the second week. <laughs> that was very quick in an eight-week yes. course. <laughs> <laughs> For an eight-week course, well... Yeah. Okay, well, what else is there to say, Sanki? <laughs> I mean, we're really, we're really chilling out now. Right? I mean, I, I have to tell you, I, I wouldn't be able to record something like this uh, before, before the last SS lesson. So I can only do it now. No, now you're everything. more relaxed. I'm you? more relaxed, yeah. yeah. And cool, cool about everything. <laughs> I was really tense during the course. Like, I, to be honest with you, I thought I was quite organized. I, I slept at night most of the time. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. good. And the only reason I didn't sleep wasn't because I was doing, I was writing no. or doing some work. It was because of the nerves. Yeah. You see, but I was organized on the whole, just like you. Yeah. Well, I think it's useful. I think that this, this course, the better organized you are, the easier it is to, yeah. to keep in chat, check. And I think one thing that, that would confirm your organization is when you wanted to make your own personalized listening exercises. Mm. You were, we were recording them three or four days ahead of, of time, so you knew exactly what you wanted to do with something. That's, that's being organised. Well, people who are not organised, the two days before they're, they're, they're going to write their essay, they still don't even know what the essay title is. That's, that's right. not being organised. That's not being organised. <laughs> uh, when, when you said you have to keep yourself in check, that's kind of hard for me because this is exactly what I have to avoid, you see. Because I'm Czech, right? So if I keep myself in Czech, <laughs> then I will not write anything in English, right? So, uh, but maybe maybe we're talking of different spellings of the word Czech. Oh, if you keep okay. yourself in Czech, okay, okay. if you keep Could yourself you? in Czech, it means yeah. that you um, you keep looking after yourself. Oh. You, you are aware of your own needs oh. and you make sure that you oh. meet them. There you go, vocab hunters. You've got an expression for, for, uh, from Sanki. Uh, <laughs> And Sanki, could you give us a phonetic transcription of this, maybe? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Just joking. Okay, that's that. This has been Sanki. Sanki, thank you very much. You're welcome for um, joining me for this interview, and I'll, I hope to hear about you in the future. Okay, thanks. Nice speaking to you, Jens <laughs> Okay, cool. Hello, everyone. This is another interview of the Delta series. <laughs> My colleagues, and you can hear somebody laughing there. I'm not alone here. I've got another colleague of mine who's going to talk to me about the Delta. Hello. Hello, I'm Katya. Finally, we have a female voice because I've got three male voices. Really? Yes. Uh huh. I was looking forward to this moment. I'm very honored <laughs> to be the first female in your podcast series. No, no, no. You're not the first female on the uh-huh. podcast for sure. But, but the Delta. Oh, yeah, the Delta series. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad I can talk to you about the Delta because I thought you were one of the more laid-back people here. You know, laid because back. I mean, I mean, mo- most of the people are very stressed and just. Uh, but you seem to be like cool about everything. How do you? How did you? Do you remember my pain, ne- my neck? Yes. The, the pain I had in my neck yes. and my back. I mean, it was like awful. Maybe I didn't show it in yeah. my face, Maybe but my body. My body was like screaming. Mm. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah, believe so you. that was the time when I when I had to translate how to how to buy 
uh, a medicine in the Czech Republic for you, right? Yeah, I asked you to <laughs> you write have, down yeah. how to ask for painkillers in <laughs> did, Czech. Did it help? Did it help in any way? <laughs> not really. Why not? <laughs> because, <laughs> because the chemist there spoke English, spoke so English. yeah, so I didn't need to okay. say a word in Czech. Was, was Maybe it, was it me who was writing end. this down for you? Sorry? Was it me who was writing this down for you? Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. The chemist wouldn't be able to read it anyway. Oh, because uh, of my terrible handwriting, right? Okay, so maybe it just right. saved everything. Well, well, coming back to the course, yeah, <laughs> it was awful. Oh, what do you mean awful? To me, I mean, uh, it was so stressful. So stressful. It was so demanding. Yeah. I was like uh, on the verge of quitting. Yeah. Oh. Really? Dropping out of the course because I'm sure I, not I, the only I thought one. I thought that I was I was stupid or something. Yeah, exactly. I I would sit in front of the screen, and I wouldn't write anything, even though I had the models and mm. everything looked so simple there mm -hmm. in those essays. But yeah. oh my gosh, it was it so was hard. It was tough. It was tough, and I I was mostly struggling with my myself with my own personality. And that was the reason why I was struggling. Other than that, I think it's reason it's reasonably manageable this mm -hmm. course for for people like us. Mm -hmm. When I say people like us, we had to be actually accepted. They interviewed us mm -hmm. if we have the potential to do the course. Yeah. And if they do that, then we should be able to. You see what yes, I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So, well, but it was tough. <laughs> it was. I can only agree with you. It was tough. extreme. It was one of the most extreme things I've ever had to do in so my life. Eve any of the listeners so if any of you guys are considering taking don't, Delta don't do it. <laughs> you have to think it not only twice but like 20 times that's at right, least that's right, that's right so you can make a good call because yeah. it's you forget that you have a life and then when you have it back you don't know what to do with it you have got <laughs> seriously po post-deltatic post stress disorder maybe, yes yes maybe as well, yes yeah. <laughs> and so uh, every single night I couldn't sleep properly because yeah. I was thinking about yeah. the essay, the assignments, the lesson plans, the lesson itself, like mean. the executions yeah. and stuff, the mm -hmm. activities and materials. So was it every single night for you? Almost. For me, much. for me, it was. I had like two very rough weeks. I have to say, two very yeah. rough weeks. And then the first week, I was. I was this kind of apprehension about the whole thing, so my sleeping habits were, were, were very bad mm -hmm. the first week. But then when I look at the whole course, I actually slept quite well for five weeks, which mm -hmm. is good enough. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good for you. Yeah. Plus, you have, you have this advantage that you are almost a local. I, yeah, well, I'm coming from another that's I mean, true. continent. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But on the other hand, I was the only commuter here. I commuted 90 minutes yeah. every day. Wait, wait a minute, three hours? I was three hours on the public transport every day, every single day. So but I, I actually liked it. I actually liked it. It was interesting to, to work on the train. I think I, I wouldn't have survived the course if I had to commute 90 minutes or more because it's like... They were discouraging me from doing yeah. this. I, I, in the end, I think this was... This was actually quite good for me, and one of the reasons I I, I, did, I didn't pass the course yet. But one of the reasons I got so far, let's mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, but actually, it helps you a lot as a professional. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of research. Yeah, you have to be very insightful with your own teaching. So for me, it's like I 
I managed this, I went through this, you know. Yeah. Who else can say that? And you learn a lot, not only about teaching, myself. per se, but your own personality, as wow. you said. This is amazing. How to deal with other stuff that happened around your life yeah. and around the life that you had before Delta. Uh -huh. So there are people that you kind of left behind yeah. because you are so focused on this freaking course <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you, you don't have the time to to listen to them or That's to right. be uh, there for them so mm -hmm. uh, and they complain mm -hmm. that's what happened to me people what? were like complaining about complaining. yeah how absorbed i was with this course and they have no idea yeah no they don't they, they don't they, understand they can't, they can't this. yeah yeah you so have to go through it to understand it so you have to deal with that emotional pressure and also the 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 pressure of the course itself and mm -hmm. Your, your classmates because like oh my gosh she's got a distinction there's or a she's got married yeah there's a peer pressure why am I so stupid you know, what, you know what it's because I think on this course you've got this is quite a high qualification isn't it mm -hmm. on this course you had a lot of or you have a lot of um, ambitious people I think yeah you know those people like the first day they, they told us they would like to open a language school there were like three of them I was I was doing some group work and discussing our reasons for doing the Delta. Mm -hmm. And some of them told me they want to open a language school. I was like, my, yeah. my mouth was open. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I realized those people are all ambitious. And then you, you end up comparing... Exactly. Comparing yourself so to them. I, 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 I didn't want to listen to their yeah. own results because it, mm -hmm. like, uh, it made me But feel a bit depressed yeah. because I'm not the most brilliant mm. in the course. I know that. Uh, but I did my best and I worked hard yeah. and I think that that's valuable it. that's valuable it is, yeah, yeah. so I, when I felt my LSA I, I really I really felt so down I was so down down in the deeps and I thought I, I thought I was really doubting myself mm -hmm. as a teacher mm -hmm. just after one failed lesson mm -hmm. fortunately everything turned around and in the end I did quite well actually mm -hmm. but oh my god this it's hard like, yeah. isn't it and I was behaving like an idiot for one week here as well I don't know whether you noticed, but some people did. Oh, you I did. did you did notice. noticed. Yeah, but then I'm I failed after you did. <laughs> I, I was really depressed. Okay. Yeah, so, so you I can understand that is this can really shake, shake you. I was as, thinking as of like dropping out, as I said. Yeah, because yeah. I'm so stupid, and my mom, she was a great help. Mm -hmm. How could you ever think of that? You're just two weeks away yeah. from finishing this course. The thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not really used to. Failing to failing exams because at my university I never failed. I, okay, I failed one, but everybody failed that one, and now this happened. This happens me here. So uh, this happens to me here. So I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. I did everything I, I could. You, I, I, I wrote the whole background essay. Look, I prepared everything, and yes, then I, yes, then I yes, failed. Yes, you know? but I think we need to learn something from that. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I was most more or less like you. I mean, I took FCE, CAECB, mm -hmm. and with all of them I had a very good mark okay. and I did the ISEL which is kind of like CELTA but yeah. a bit higher and you have to be working and oh, I really? got a merit there oh, really? so I didn't know that yeah but uh, so I was like pretty confident mm. but this was mm. completely That's surprising. different That's surprising. So maybe it's about, about the fact that it's cramped into two That's the yes. hardest thing about yes, it. Yes, perhaps because the other course I t I, I did you the I felt it was like six months mm -hmm. long. So you can emotionally prepare for everything, but yeah. here it it 
the emotions accumulate as well. And, you know. Yeah, so like I was like very, very confident that mm -hmm. I can manage, I can do this, yeah. I can wing it or something. I was confident at the beginning, but then oh my God. confidence was gone <laughs> within, yeah. within, within a second. So, despite all uh, the achievements you've had previously, you need to seriously think about this course. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and don't be overconfident. Be humble about it. Yeah. And, you know, be, be, pre be prepared to, to this fail. Is maybe. Just, you know, for yeah. me, it's hard to lose. Like, I hate losing and, and I like winning. So, <laughs> Competitive, competitiveness yes. is part of my personality. But... I think it can be good to, to learn to lose sometimes. You, know? you will be pushed. Because if you lose, you can you can you can, limit. You, yeah. can you can get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only get better. Yeah. Because you and realize your mistakes and and actually fix it's them. not exactly losing because in the end yeah. you well, who knows, you have finished the course. You didn't drop out, and well we don't, we don't know, know the, the, final fin the final result. That's yeah. a bit yeah. Awkward, but, but, but still, the experience, it has yeah. been so enriching. Enriching, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say. I, I agree with you. Yeah. So... So maybe we, this is something... We, sorry, but maybe this is something we should have started with. Where are you actually from, Katya? Oh, really? Yeah, because we, we didn't <laughs> say that, did we? I'm from a We just jumped straight into, yeah, yeah, yeah. straight into the Delta. I'm from a different continent, as I said, and the culture shock uh -huh. was uh, also huge. And yeah. it was one of the things that affected me the most. Oh. I'm from Peru. Oh, so you're from South America. Yes. Oh, I do um, have a lot of South American listeners. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and you so, are not yeah. the first Peruvian I have on the podcast, by the way. Oh, great. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel less honored. <laughs> but but to, be, yeah. to, be, to be fair about this, he, he's half Peruvian, half Czech. But anyway. Okay, yeah. fair enough. No, I'm a pure Peruvian. Pure Peruvian. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's cool. And, um, well, so it, the culture was so different. Mm -hmm. uh, so in what way is it different? This is really the interesting. The food was so different. Okay. I mean, uh, it's different in a bad way. Yeah. You have to take off your shoes whenever you get home. Uh, we don't do that in, oh. in, in my country. Okay. Uh, struggling to communicate with people. Well, to be understood. To be honest with you, they should speak English here. So it's just... Not all people here speak mm. English. So. But they should. I'm, I'm a bit, you know... Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know, I guess jet lag at the beginning. What was it? Sorry? A little bit. Jet lag. Oh, jet lag. Yeah. yeah. Okay. At the beginning. beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, so you came like one one day or two days before, before the start of the course? Yes. Yes, no, yes, yes. So um, I think it was... Yeah, and, and my family, of course. And so all I, the people I loved so far away from me. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to do it so far from your from your home? Uh, well, actually, uh, it's sense, it? it wasn't my first choice. Oh. I first thought and applied to International House Buenos Aires. Oh, yeah, but they didn't. Uh -huh, but okay. they didn't know. They they didn't have enough candidates. Oh. So they told me that they wouldn't be running the course. In they those told you to fly all the yeah. way to Prague. No, they didn't tell me anything. They they suggested taking the course in January and February, but th that's mm -hmm. the busiest time in okay. my language school, so yeah. no way. Yeah. Um, and so I had available only July and August, so I googled it, and the only uh, other place I could take the course was here. Really? Yeah. That does surprise me. 
Well, other places at least don't, don't that's, offer, don't that's offer holiday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, summer, yeah. There was another place, but it was so much more expensive. Oh. It was so uh, International in House well. London. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. So yeah. Costs of living and all, yeah. all that. So it was like mm-hmm. way above <laughs> my budget. You said there was a so. culture shock for you here and a lot of negatives, but were there any positives at all about, of about course, this place? Of course, like meeting the classmates and. Uh, Finding this kebab place that I love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Peruvian. I like food. Yeah. I, I like tasty food. <laughs> so it's really, it's really. I, I'm really happy when I find a nice place to have food. And okay, makes sense. Yeah, uh, and also, well, the course, even though it was so tedious and exhausting uh-huh. and draining, actually. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot, and yeah, I think I'm, I'm. I feel more ready to face my duties at work now. Very good. I think we will learn to appreciate it. Like there is, there is some time you have to, you have to wait until you really appreciate it. You, know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't, you don't realize this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you are already, but for me, I need, I need some time to just cool down, cool, my, cool myself down, and then I'll, I'll appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. That's it. That, that's, that's the story it. how I got here to accent. Then I think it's quite quite an interesting, intriguing story so for, I, for our listeners. Yeah, actually, it wasn't the first choice, so I I I, th- I don't think I chose Prague. I think Prague chose, chose me. You. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. it's also it's also a good coincidence that yeah. uh, now we are recording this episode because if it didn't happen, mm-hmm. if it hadn't happened, yeah, to be right. precise, <laughs> third conditional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, we wouldn't be sitting here recording this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about the time we uh, wrap this up. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Katya. Thank you, Stenia. for taking part in this. Yeah. It was really nice to hear from you. Yeah. And good luck in the future. Thank you. Good luck to you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 